0: So Locked On Blue Jackets, we're talking about the two young Jakes, uh, Jake Bean and Jake Christensen, how they did this season and which one is more likely to finish his season in Columbus. All that coming up on today's Locked On Blue Jackets. Your Locked On Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Lockdown Blue Jackets, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, your host, Jay Foster, and uh, with me, as always, is my co-host, Hayden Houshon, and we are here to bring you the good, the bad, and the ugly about your favorite team and ours, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Before we get started, I want to thank everyone for making this your first listen of the day every single day. Lockdown Blue Jackets continues to be free and available on all podcast platforms, over on YouTube and the SiriusXM app. So today, we've got a couple of defensemen to talk about. We're going to continue our season reviews. Um, one of them didn't play a whole lot. The other one played a little bit more, but not much more. Um, so we're talking about the two Jakes. Um, I always call them young Jake and youngest Jake, uh, because we had Old oldest Jake in Jake Voracek as well. But um, let's, let's start it with Jake Bean, who was on a real good start to the season. Uh, he had six points in 14 games before going down with, I believe, the exact same injury that took out Zach Wierenski, um the, the previous game. So, but up until then, I thought he looked real good. Uh, what did you think, Hayden, of the the little that we got to see of Jake Bean this season?
1: Yeah, just real quickly, that two game stretch when we lost Wierenski and then Jake Bean, that was that was pretty much like the worst moment. This past season for the Jackets. That was,
0: yeah, that was okay. Well, let's just give up on all hopes of doing anything this season. There goes two (laughs) of our top four defensemen in back-to-back games.
1: Um, Jake Bean's, I think he's a really underestimated player. I think he's really underestimated. I think the Jackets got a lot of value out of him when they moved Seth Jones. And then that whole trade happened, you know, a three-way trade with Carolina. We got back a Jake Bean, former first-round pick, 13th overall. Back in, I believe, 2016 from Carolina, so the Jackets got a former first round pick, or and um, he's pretty good. He's a really good player. I think I think that flashes immediately when you see Jake Bean. That's I, I I don't I know some people really don't like him, and he's dealing with some off ice issues, and maybe that plays into why people don't like him, um, which is valid. But the hockey side of Jake Bean. I think is really, really good. Honestly, I do. I, I think he's a player and I don't know if he's two point three million dollars a year good and he's has he's going to be due for a new contract at the end of this season. But if he has a good season and if he can turn out 60, 70 games this upcoming year somehow, depending on like lineup things and whatnot, it, he could stick around for a while. Yeah, for sure. It feels like he's of the three kind of the big
0: guys that I'm kind of looking at as potential trades that the Blue Jackets could make uh, in Boquist, Bean and Peak. He's the one that I think has the least value, but might be the most, like you said, under underestimated, or underrated. Um, I, I like Jay Bean's game a lot. Uh, I thought he had a really strong season with the Blue Jackets last year, uh, played 67 games, had 25 points. Uh, in those 67 games, which was a career high, um, I believe that was his first full time season. Technically, um, he played 42 games with the Carolina Hurricanes the season before, but um, he was on pace for a 35 point season this year. And again, I just obviously you can't look at a 14 game stretch but be like, well, obviously he was going to keep that pace up for the 70 odd, the 68 games that that they were missing him, but. Yeah, I liked I like his game a lot. I think it's, again, it's kind of an underrated or, um, what's the word I want, an understated. He's not flashy. He's not, you know, uh, an offensive talent like Adam Um He's not really a shutdown defenseman. He's kind of in the middle, I think, if he can do both uh, pretty competently. Um, but he's not going to be out here scoring like highlight real goals on the power play like Adam Boquist is. Um that being said, I disagree I with that, by the know.
1: way. Pardon I'll me? let you finish, but I disagree. I disagree with that. I'll let you finish first, but I, I'm just a heads <laughs> okay. up. Okay.
0: <laughs> I was just gonna say, I I don't know whether he's gonna be a blue jacket by the end of the season. Um I just I feel like he is Damon Severson light. You know? A little bit. Maybe maybe that's me kind of just grasping at straws or trying desperately to kind of compare one incoming defenseman to an out to a possibly outgoing defenseman. But that's the kind of vibe I get from, from Jake Bean. Um, and, uh, I don't think they need both of them and they've signed Damon Severson long-term. So I would be very surprised if Jake Bean is a blue jacket by the end of the season, whether he goes before the season starts, whether he goes at the trade deadline, who knows, but that's kind of, that's how I feel about, about that.
1: I really like Jake Bean just because I feel like his offensive upside is greater than that of even an Adam Boquest, and we'll get to Adam Boquest's season review here shortly. We're you know going numerical here, and we're at 22 27s coming up, so that'll be interesting to compare these guys kind of side by side. But I think Jake Bean is like I think he's really strong when the puck is on his stick. I think he skates with a purpose, and I think his power play awareness is really really high. I think I think he is it makes sense to me when I see him play, I'm like, okay, I understand why Carolina took him in the first round. He seems like he plays really extremely confident, which is why he probably gets hurt because he plays too confident, you know, you know, like guys, some defensemen, and I'm not necessarily saying this is a bad thing, but it feels like other defensemen sometimes let up and and wait to jump in on the play. Jake Bean sometimes gets caught jumping in the play too much and then he's out of position, but you know, he's 25 years old, but, making 2.3 million I believe that's that's higher than some of these other defensemen so I had the expectations higher so when you grade him compared to what he's making it's not necessarily great but when I compare him personally to these other defensemen I really really like him man I really think that there's something there and yeah his defense could certainly use work but his plus minus isn't atrocious and when I watched the film, I spent, you know, hours last night watching Jake Bean film. And all I could see was plays where Andrew Peake is playing crap defense. And, like, you know, like, I, like when I compare... I yeah, part of, I think, Jake Bean's struggles has been
0: a kind of, again, a universal Blue Jackets issue over the past couple of seasons of inconsistent ice time and inconsistent line mates, you know? True. And is Jake Bean struggling because of his line mates. Is he struggling because he's playing a bigger role than he was used to, or, you know, is it a, some combination of all of the above?
1: I think he could play really well with Boquist. Um, I didn't really like when he played with good Branson last year, but that's more on good Branson, to be honest. Then again, his season reviews coming down the line. And we said we were going to give out some bad grades for these defensemen. And we really haven't shredded them too much. But... No, I
0: think we've been a little bit mean, but I don't think we've been overly... We've not been as mean as I was expecting Expecting us to. Um, we'll give Jake Bean a grade in in the final segment, because um, I want to kind of compare him to Jake Christiansen, who we're going to talk about in a second, uh, who is, a I think, a very similar player in a lot of ways. Um, so we'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about how Jake Christensen's season went uh, with both the Blue Jackets and the monsters. Uh, But first I'm going to tell you about a product that I use literally every day and that is AG1. It is the daily foundational nutrition supplement that supports whole body health. Uh, I gave it a try because I'd heard all of the hype and quite frankly I'm I'm very suggestible like that. Um, I was tired of taking a bunch of different supplements and I wanted something that kind of covered all of the bases uh, and didn't taste terrible. And AG1 is all of those things. So I wake up in the morning, uh, I'll make coffee, I'll make a cup of tea, um, I will drink my AG1, and it makes me feel like I'm ready to take on the day. It makes me feel like I'm doing something good for my body. Uh, and it really balances out the fact that I'm a gremlin person that exists basically on, like, chicken nuggets and day-old pizza. Uh, AG1 is uh, really, really great a micro habit that develops macro benefits, helps everybody take care of their health every single day, it costs less than $3 a day, uh, which is way less than the uh, $7 uh, non-dairy latte that I will get from a coffee shop. And that seems pretty good, if you ask me. It's an effective daily habit with high-quality sourced ingredients. Win-win. Win. <laughs> And if a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash NHL network. That's drinkag1.com slash NHL network. Go ahead and check it out. Uh, you're not going to regret it. All right, we're back. We're locked on Blue Jacket. I'm Jay Foster. That's Hayden Hiles. We're talking about the two Jakes today. Uh, Jake Christensen who I am a big fan of and have been basically since his uh, first season with the Blue Jackets Um, I think he again like Jake Bean is really underrated Um, he's only 23 years old this season he played 24 games with the Blue Jackets uh, had four assists in that time Uh, and then with the Monsters he had 34 points in 50 games Uh, he's been their number one guy for a couple of seasons now he led the He led the Monsters in scoring a couple of seasons ago, which as a defenseman, uh, either says something about him or says something about the rest of the team, and I'm not sure which one it is. Um, But how do you feel about about Jake Christensen? Because I like him a lot.
1: Yeah, he's a a guy that came in much like, in my eyes, a guy like Gavin Bayreuther, but in less games. Filled a role and filled it adequately, I felt like. I felt like Jake Christensen his game when he played with peak or excuse me when he played with jake bean that like two game stretch mm-hmm. i thought it was really good i really did I, and i was watching you know jake Bean play with him last night um from a game in early november against the islanders and i i loved the way jake christensen was playing and he wasn't he didn't look like he was out of place he didn't look like oh this is a ahl guy up you know he was crashing crashing the zone making eye contact with Johnny Goudreau, you know, I like there was a little chemistry developed between him and Johnny on offense. I was like, this is kind of nice. And again, he played 20 something games, I believe. So there's a whole bunch there in the middle that I can't really speak to, but he had four, he had four assists. So yeah, there could be something here with Jake Christensen. I don't, I don't, I don't know if it's like on par with what I think Jake Bean has, but Hey, Jake Christensen keeps turning out good years with the monsters and good games with the monsters. He's allowed to come up as much as he wants, but I really like what what I see out of a Jake Christensen. And I think he could play well with just about anybody. And I think his offensive awareness is really good in terms of how he plays with other forwards on the ice, which can be really dangerous. And a guy like uh, uh, another guy to throw that in the mix is Nick Blankenberg. Nick Blankenberg is also a guy who knows when to crash the net and, receive a pass from these forwards, which I love. I love when a defenseman just flies up and hits a one-timer, like right down by the crease. It didn't go well for Jake Christensen. He didn't have any goals last year, but that could, that could change this year. Yeah. That could change. He could get his, Uh, he has his first NHL goal already, I believe from two years ago, I want to say, but he could get it. He could light it up this year. If he gets some more time, I believe that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He, I believe don't quote me on this. Um, actually, I'm going to look this up before I, say something that might be incorrect uh, i believe he was one of the blue jackets that scored his first nhl goal in his first nhl game um i am just gonna <laughs> double check that but Marcus, yeah I, that too. I like jake Christensen yeah. a lot the, the problem with jake Christensen is i feel like through no fault of his own he has been pushed down the lineup because of guys coming in like um Bring in guys like Jake Bean in a trade or bringing in guys like Provorov and Severson. And this is not me saying that they shouldn't have traded for these for these guys so they could play Jake Christians and a bunch. Um, but to me, he is a very good young defenseman that is unfortunately kind of stuck in this logjam of very good young defensemen that the Blue Jackets have. You know, like how many defensemen do the Blue Jackets have under the age of 23 that are like probably... NHL caliber, you know, because I feel like it's I'm not going to I'm not going to go ahead and count now, but I feel like it's they have at least five or six guys that could be playing on that bottom pairing. You know, if you take away the top four and you look at who's who's playing with Erica Branson this season, there's like six guys you could put in there. And I feel like Jay Christensen has definitely earned the right to argue that or to try and kind of make his case. I think training camp is going to be really interesting. Because I do wonder if it's going to come down to who works the best with Erica Branson. You know? Um gosh, it's gonna be tough because he's, which... like, he's a tough
1: player to work with.
0: <laughs> and I mean, like, we'll get into we'll get into the Erica Branson of it all tomorrow, I think. But like at the end of the day, he is gonna be stapled to that third pairing. Um, he's gonna be playing that right D position. I think Jake Christiansen uh has let me just pull up his his thing. Uh he can play on the left on the right. side, so like that's in his favor. Um, in a way that, uh, like Marcus Bjork, uh, is a right handed, uh, is a right defenseman. Um, so he's probably kind of on the, the, the lower side. Um, and then like Anna Boquist is a right defenseman as well. Uh, Jake Bean can play either side. So, you know, it's really, to me, it might come down to the two Jakes, um, Andrew Peek plays the right side as well, I believe. Yeah. So, you know, is it going to come out to? Well, these two can play on the left side. So they're going to get the chance to play with Branson on that third pairing. Um, Jake Christensen's first NHL goal was not in his first game. It was in his fourth game. Um, so sorry for being incorrect. It does happen. Um, I also want to point out one thing about Jake Christensen, which is I just crunched the numbers. Uh, he averaged 15 minutes a game this season. So, like, I know it's easy to look at the... Oh, he played 24 games and only had four assists and no goals. He was playing, for a defenseman, 15 minutes is basically nothing, you know? Um, So I think, again, inconsistent... Exactly all of the same things that we just talked about with Jake Bean. Inconsistent line mates. uh, Inconsistent um, ice time, I think. Why are we surprised that the defense struggled last (laughs) season, you know? Like... Every time I look this up, I'm like, oh, why are we, Why is this a surprise? He played for, like, five minutes with one guy, and then they moved it up. And then someone got injured, and he had to go up in the lineup or down in the lineup. Or then he got injured and missed a bunch of time, you know? So, like, it is what it is. Um, but for my money, Jake, I I go back and forth on how Jake Christian is going to do this season. My guess is he tears it up in the Monsters, um, he's still under team control. I'm just looking at the the non-roster forwards. He's only 23, so he's still a couple of years away from being a UFA. Um, he needs a new contract next season, just like so, so many Blue Jackets. Um, yeah, But he's only making 775 k at the minute. So if you're in a cap crunch, that is that is not bad value for, for a guy like Jack Christensen, who I think you give him like a full NHL season, I think you're going to see a completely different player.
1: Yeah, I tend to agree with that, actually. I really do. I I did not mind what I saw out of Jake Christensen this year. I did not think that he was a huge reason why the Blue Jackets stunk. He only played 20-something games. And, you know, he, he his first game he played was in November. And his last game he played was in April. And I think his last game, he actually ended up having two points against the Flyers. So again don't quote me on that i'm pretty sure that's what i was what i was reading he actually finished the year pretty strong and you know yes is he in a log jam absolutely but the one thing he has on his side is that these guys coming in damon severson 28 years 28 years old ivan provorov 26 years old jake bean 25 year old christensen's only 23 so he's got time to keep developing keep working on his game and this is a famous role of the jackets, but that Scott Harrington role, like mm-hmm. that guy that just is the plug. Whenever somebody's hurt on the defense, who's going to be that guy that can play either the left or right. And just, we can just throw in there with anybody. Mm-hmm. Scott Harrington did that role pretty, pretty well. I think Jay Christensen, Gavin Bayreuther, I think these guys um, could both be that Scott, that next Scott Harrington. Mm-hmm. And, if you pit them up against each other, Bayruther versus Christensen, I, I don't know which one. Well, Bayruther's gone. Obviously, I got to remind myself that he's gone. Yeah, I know. I was like, "Hang on a minute." <laughs>
0: yeah, you know. I completely again. I had kind of mentally assumed that he was back as well, even though we literally just talked about him going to Dallas. Yeah. Um, my my kind of my issue with with that is I don't necessarily mind Jake Christensen as that seventh defenseman, but he kind of fits into that like that section that subset of players where I'm like if he's not going to be in the NHL put him in the AHL he's young he's good he's still developing like I don't want him to sit in the press box um I do think that what we if we have learned anything from this season it is that defensive depth is so important you know you need uh-huh. guys like Christensen who can kind of And the beauty of having the monsters just down the road, it's what, like, I I ask this every single time we bring this up. It's what, an hour and a half, two hours to Cleveland, depending on whether you stick to the speed limit or not. Um, (laughs) He's in Cleveland. They have an injury at Morning Skate. He can be there by lunchtime, you know? Um, Yeah. So that, I think, really, that's a, a big benefit. And so that's kind of what I think Jay, they should probably do with Jake Christensen is stick him in the Monsters. He's going to tear it up down there. He's going to be real. He's going to be a big piece of the Monsters who we think, you know, we've talked about it, are probably going to be a better team this season, looking at the pieces they're adding, looking at the pieces they're getting back from injury, and also the Blue Jackets. Um, and if they need to call him up, they can. They don't need to sit him in the press box. But I think you're right. I think having him as that kind of pseudo-seventh defenseman of – he should be the first guy they call um, when they need someone to plug in for a couple of for a couple of games.
1: Yeah, no, he could be. And there's other guys that he's competing with against that too. I mean, Marcus Bjork, Billy Sweezy, like there's tons of guys in yeah. that realm too that are competing for that seventh defenseman spot. So he's going to have to do a whole lot to stick out, I believe. But that being said, you also don't. If you just string together consistent game after consistent game and that plus minus starts to not look so bad, then, yeah, you're going to get looked at, man. You're yeah. going to get and looked I think, at.
0: The, I think the Blue Jackets are big fans of Jake Christensen as well. You can kind of see in looking at, okay, he's one of the guys that gets called up first every single time. You know, I think Yarmulke is very high on Jake Christensen. Um be interesting to see, again, how he meshes with Mike Babcock, which is something we're going to talk about on Monday's episode, actually. Um But – What we're going to do is we'll take another quick break and then we'll hand out some letter grades. Maybe we'll hand out some summer homework um, and then we'll see where we go from there. So that's coming up in just a second on Locked on Blue Jackets. All right, we're back with Locked on Blue Jackets. Uh, Thanks for making us your first listen every single day. Uh, We are free and available on all podcast platforms. We're on YouTube. Uh, We are marching closer and closer to that 500 subscriber uh, number which is super rad. So if you haven't hit subscribe already, please feel free to do so. Uh okay, so let's let's hand out some grades. Um which which Jake do you think gets a higher grade?
1: I think I think Jake Christensen gets a higher grade, but not by much. It's really hard to give these guys grades because they only I mean it's easier to give Christensen a game uh, grade because he played twenty games uh, Jake Bean literally played one more game than Zach Kerensky, so it's hard to give him. But I'm going to give Jake Bean a C- and I'm going to give Jake Christensen a C+. I felt like Jake Christensen, being healthy, being available for the Jackets is huge. That's obviously, availability is the best ability, and he had that over Jake Bean this year. I know Jake Bean cannot control the fact that he got injured, but that just sticks out to me more. And they both put up similar play on the ice. I think Jake Bean is a little bit better on the power play. I think he has high, high offensive upside. So I'd like to see more of him if I'm given the two, like which one do you want to see more I want to see a lot more of Jake Bean. But Jake Christensen certainly not a bad option. So I'm going C minus for Bean, C plus for Christensen.
0: Interesting. I also have, I think I'm going to put Jay Christensen higher, but I was going to give Jake Christensen a B. Um, just because of the work that he did with the monsters as well, I think can't be understated. Um, and then I think I'm going to give Jake Christiansen. Like you said, it's tough to give a guy a grade when he only played 14 games. Uh, but of the games that he played, the ones that, you know, the stuff that I watched, um, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to give him plus Um I think it's tough to give these guys homework necessarily because I think what we need to see from both of them is just kind of consistency and health um Jake Christensen is pretty good at staying healthy knock on wood um if we could get a full season of the Jake Bean that'd be great um so the kind of the the, the wrap up question becomes which one is more likely to finish the se- the season in Columbus do you think Jake Bean gets traded do you think Jake Christensen is a trade casualty because i feel like there's probably value in both uh, there's probably value for both of them in trades but I feel like you'll probably get a better – I think you'll get a better return from Jake for Jake Bean, but do you want to trade a guy like Jake Bean when you look at how important defensive depth is based on every single player being injured last season,
1: you know? Yeah, there's three guys kind of in that category of I think one of them is getting traded, just like how Gavrikov got traded last year, Savard a couple of years before that. The Jackets will move a defenseman, I believe, at some point. It just needs to become clear who are the guys that they want to keep. I feel like Jake Bean, Adam Boquist, Andrew Peake, these guys are all in that, like very close to being tradable to a Stanley Cup contender. Um, They just need to put some better play on the ice this upcoming year, just like Gavrikov did, you know, put up some solid play. The Kings were like, yep, give me that. And uh, then we gave it to him. So I personally believe that the tradable asset out of those three. Is going to be Adam Boquist, Um mm-hmm. just because he, he's got a few more years of developing like left to go, like he's younger than Jake Bean and Andrew Peak, and he's good, he's good too. But I, I like Jake Bean. I really do like him. I think he is a really smart player. I think he's, I think his knees are explosive. Like, I just watch him when the puck's on his stick. I'm like, OK, he's going to do something here. And usually he does do something really productive. And he's really proactive on defense, too. I like that. Um, I like him. I, I would like to see him stay a blue jacket, but it would not surprise me if he comes out, Jay, you know, has 20 points in the first Sixty games or something like that, and then the Jackets move him right before the deadline. I assume that's right before the deadline. I don't know where sixty games is that, but you yeah, know, give it. or take.
0: I think it also you have to think: Are
1: the Blue Jackets going to be in the playoff hunt? You know, True.
0: they might not. Um, be if if to they go. are in the playoff hunt, or if they are, you know, if they've locked in a spot, basically, do they keep hold of him and use him in the playoffs? You know, it's it's very similar to a couple of not very similar, but you know, a couple of seasons ago, the twenty nineteen. 2019... Playoffs, where the Blue Jackets went out and they got Matt Duchesne and they got Ryan Single, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, Screw those guys, by the way. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: <I'm just laughs> and, and you kidding. know
0: they they weren't locked into a playoff spot, but they went out and they got those guys, and hey, they made the playoffs and they won their first round. So you know we could be in a similar position of look at all these guys with expiring contracts. Do we flip them for picks or do we make a push for the playoffs? And it's it's tough to say. So it's something we'll be like something we'll probably be more equipped to talk about in say December ish. Um, because you know what they say, you know if you're not in the playoff picture by American Thanksgiving, you're out of the playoff picture. But we'll uh, we'll take a look. Um, I think that's kind of all we have for today. Unless you have anything else
1: that you want to say about the two Jakes. I, I just I like Jake Bean. Give him a chance. When as a fan, give him a chance. I think he. I think he does some good stuff on the ice. That's all I'll say. Yeah. I think Jake I, Christensen I does too. Yeah.
0: He's going he's gonna to go to another team and be really good as like their second or third pairing defense.
1: He's going to be the biggest FU happen. to you know, Blue Jays You can
0: see it happening. Yeah. Um, but that's all we've got for today. Uh, it is Saturday today, so no episode tomorrow. Monday, we'll be back uh, with another uh, episode. Uh, we're going to be talking about something that we talked a little bit about earlier this week. Um and we're going to try and take a look at how Mike Babcock deals with his defense um in terms of ice time, in terms of deployment, in terms of load management, things like that. Uh, and we're also going to talk a little bit about some of the comments that Zach made um, after the Cap City Elite game last week, uh, again, about Mike Babcock. So it's going to be Babcock versus the defense or not versus the defense, but Mike Babcock <laughs> uh, and defense. Uh, in monday's episode i've been jay foster you can find me on twitter at underscore jacob foster j-k-o-b-f-o-r-s-t-e-r you can find hayden over at hayden h971 on twitter you can find the show at lo underscore bluejackets uh, you can find our email at locked on bluejackets at gmail.com uh, thank you for making us your first listen of the day every day Locked on Blue Jackets continues to be free and available on all podcast platforms. We're over on YouTube. We're on SiriusXM. We are on all of the places. Also, if you came to hang out yesterday, last night at happy hour, shout out to you. Uh, we had a good time. Hopefully you guys did as well. Like I said, we're going to do that kind of every couple of weeks, maybe more often as the season ramps up, maybe less often, depending on uh, how that goes. But we're having fun with it. So hopefully you guys are as well. Once again. Monday's episode is going to be all about Mike Babcock uh, and how he deploys his defense. And uh, until then,
1: make sure you stay locked on.